This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. 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 Picture it, Los Angeles, 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm... H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season seven, episode 18, Ebb Tide 6, The Wrath of Stan, which aired on February 15th, 1992, and is the one where uh, Dorothy and Stan are slumlords and somehow get arrested and go on trial and are convicted and sentenced and then released within like a day. The fastest trial this country has ever seen. I have so many questions about our legal system now every single fan the of this podcast is not excited not, not surprised by that at all you yeah. yeah we'll we'll get into it but yeah. man oh man do i have questions about how that works i mean <laughs> yeah is it a different maybe it's different if you're white <laughs> i mean i'm just you know I, that, that isn't a read that is a read on the u.s government but maybe it is maybe i was laughing at the way that you like like inspected the microphone head after you said it. it. I like had you to were move like, it around. <laughs> it was yeah. just a funny. It was a fun. I, I get that well, it doesn't translate we, on the podcast. Before we get into uh, this country's legal system, first we should say congratulations. Thank you. You and Stan are getting married. May it last longer than Dorothy and Stan. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for the congratulations. Yes, Stan and I are engaged to be wed, so which exciting. is funny because someone either on Twitter or Facebook maybe. Uh, asked me, they're like, hey, I just started listening to the podcast, so I'm assuming they're kind of early on Mm -hmm. in the seasons, and they're like, are you and Stan still together? And I was like, we are. And then we decided to make it official for that person. Oh, I hope that person Um, listening in two years will be very excited by um, that comment. Elliot Glazer, our friend Elliot, asked if if I'm going to wear Dorothy's toilet paper dress. Yeah. From her Which I think uh, you wedding. should. I mean, I know I'm wearing the bridesmaid dress, Blanche's dress from... From Dorothy's wedding? I, I've started my diet. Great. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. I'm angry all the time. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. It's been a few crazy couple of weeks since... Yeah, you were in Paris and then you were in Comic-Con yep, with our I went to... dear friend Alaska Thunder. Well, you weren't with Alaska, but you saw Alaska there. I saw there. Alaska yeah. uh, at Comic-Con, which was the best. I shot probably the worst Facebook Live video. Yeah, I saw that, that... one. I was, I was... You were like, what's going... I was just trying well, not to talk because they was... were all taking pictures and stuff. And then I finally... You were so like a... Like, like like not your age when it comes to technology sometimes like and I love that about you but Stop. you you are you're a good 20 years older than yourself when it comes to some technological things oh definitely which, I just learned how to airdrop photos to people did yeah. you know you can do that do you know what that yeah, is yeah I'm aware of it yeah. it's great yeah it's a wonderful thing what's, technology what's new with you what's new with not nothing <laughs> like I'm no. getting a bridesmaid's dress for your. I just told you. Yeah, I'm done. There's all, no, um, I'm I'm going to South Africa in yes. a few weeks, which is really exciting. Uh, but more so, we should say um, that yesterday we're so we're recording this 
the what is today the 23rd mm-hmm. it's the day before we release it um and yesterday was the anniversary of Estelle Getty's passing 10 mm-hmm. years ago horrible she was 84 and to, tomorrow if you're listening to this the day it comes out the 25th mm-hmm. of August or of July is uh her birthday she would have been 95 years old wow yeah I know RIP and 95 if you think about it like there's lots of people who are 95 who are still alive like it's so sad that she's gone it's sad that most of them are gone except for betty i, I mean know. it's 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 really sad well estelle getty for your uh i mean i can't for your innumerable what's the word i'm looking for for your um amazing mm. contributions over mm. the years to the show that in no way can be uh, ranked or rated, or because you were just such a wonderful talent, I'm having such a hard time articulating yeah, what I'll I want to say. I'll yes, do it for you. Sophie, so Estelle, Estelle Getty, we, we thank you so much. That's all you need to That's do. That's where I was going to get to, but I was trying I to say, okay, and I was just trying to push you there. A I messed little bit. it up. Like, just push you right um, off that bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Is that all the catching up? You yeah. got to do, well, yeah. And we have exciting things. I mean, we know that, like, you guys are all like, oh, it's ending soon. It's not really ending soon. We have we're, a lot more to go. Yeah. And we're we're we going to try to figure out plan. fun ways to kind of so, yeah, make we're not ending. We are extending it by doing it biweekly and stuff. But, like, and if anyone's listening to this five years down the line, you're probably really confused by that line. That's fine. It's, yeah, we're just, we're pushing it out a little bit. And who knows? Like, you know, even when the podcast does end, things happen in the Golden Girls universe that will make us come back and be like, OMG, guys, this. Yeah, maybe so, we become like a Golden Girls news podcast. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> I, Breaking. When you said like, <laughs> I think you just said something about like pushing it out or something, but you just made me think that like... A poop? No, that, that this podcast is like us. We've been pregnant, right? At You and I together we've with this podcast. Lot. And when we finish it, that'll be like delivering the baby. But you said we're going to kind of like prolong it. So what you guys should be thinking is like, Yes, the contractions have started, yeah. but like we're not yet at 10 centimeters. We're so no. far away from being at 10 centimeters and no. getting ready for that epidural and getting ready to push. This child's going to be born when he's two. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No. I when don't, we've been, I, if you think about it, because you were saying today that we've been doing this since 2014. We posted our first episode in like in, September of 2014. In, yeah, right? I think September of 2014. Because we met on my birthday, 2014. I was 32. And then we worked out the details of the podcast and we started it shortly thereafter mm-hmm. with the horrible audio of season one and two. I know. And then every mm. now and then in season three, the audio would also sometimes flake on I us. I feel like we should go back and just re-record those episodes line by I line. Think about just about that all the time. Just to make it better. Because I, I mean, know. people, so many people come at me and, and say, I did this. Come this, at you? Come at me. Do you which, need me to, do you need me to step uh, in and take care of some business? See, if you, you were a gay man, you would be like, do you need a wet wipe? Um, I, uh, no, I, yeah, no, so many people say to me, like, you know, you could, this podcast is like an archive of the golden girls and of sort of like every episode. Cause we are going, you know, episode by episode. And, and I like thinking of it like that. So sometimes when people are like, Oh, the first season, but that said, like, it's fine. It, the, it's our baby story. It's, yeah. it's, our, it's the story of, of who we are. Oh, another fun thing I'm meaning to say is uh, Friends of the Podcast, Alaska, as we previously mentioned, has a new podcast yes. that people should be checking out. Alaska and Willem have this new podcast about drag race, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's very exciting. And I'm, at least the first episode is up. I know that. I think, well, by the time they're listening, it'll probably be more. Um, I don't know when, what days they release. Let me just find out real quick. But yeah, it's, I listened to the first episode, guys, and it's so fun. And Alaska dropped a secret that, uh, she framed, it's called race, you know, race chaser. And it's, she framed, they framed the podcast after this podcast. So if you listen to it, you'll probably hear a bit of the same structure that we have for the golden girls podcast, which is an honor for them to be taking our structure. We work really hard on creating the structure to this episode, to this podcast. So go check out that podcast. Yes. Go. Go now, now. All right. But, well, listen to this episode and then yes, go Yes, and do then it. go. Yeah, yeah, don't pause it and then because then you come might get. before Alaska yeah. and Willem. Sorry. Yeah. And Alaska would agree with that. Do you want a wet that. wipe? Did I do it right? Hey. <laughs> hey thank you. Okay. Let's jump right in. Miami sorted sex scene. Who's to blame? Mm, okay. <laughs> it's Blanche. So it sweeps week on Wake Up Miami and Rose Needs Good Stories. Yes. Let's talk about sweeps week and what that is, the history of it. It's it happens in February or I don't even know if this is a thing I anymore. It happened in November. 
Oh, maybe they do November sweeps and February sweeps. Yeah. Um, but it's when networks, TV networks rely on shameless stunts to get viewers to tune in. So, But is I, it because they are selling ads during that time or something? Yeah, I think it's about advertising. Yeah. Like they, and they're, they're trying, they're just trying to get more. That's such a weird thing considering like the internet now. <laughs> Like it doesn't matter. Well, maybe that's why I don't know if they do it anymore. But yeah. like one of the examples I saw for what a sweeps week was is uh, like the big uh, Ross and Emily wedding episode mm. of Friends was a big one. The moon um, landing. It was orchestrated and scripted. Right. For sweeps week. Right. Yeah, I'm joking. No, I, I read about that in the same history book where I read that the earth was flat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, so the women are all kind of sitting around in the kitchen talking about you know, what types of stories Rose could do and Blanche pitches sex in the new Russia. Is it worth standing in line for? (laughs) It's because the wall fell and like the former Soviet union fell and it was, yeah, it's now, that's what that was about. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. It was like around that time that all that was happening. So that's why new Russia's it's a cute line. And then, Oh yeah. That was, I wonder what Dorothy's old, um, Cousin or sister-in-law or who who was she to stand? Magda. Yeah, cousin. Was she cousin? I she don't was know. Stan's cousin. Yeah, I wonder. What, I love your Slurpee machines. I wonder if she That's was bad. able to openly enjoy Slurpees in the New Russia uh, and with like the fall. Vanna White's books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what kind of woman she became. Mm. You know, yeah. Where's that Lifetime movie? Oh yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, yeah, I'd like we to should see start a- writing like fan fiction for like. Small characters, like and with characters their lives. who only appear yeah. one time, <laughs> and what happened to them after the show. <laughs> when when Mario or Mario, depending on who you ask, when Mario um, moves, finally moves back to Miami mm-hmm. and goes to try to find Dorothy, only to find out she doesn't live there anymore. Like um, dark. Why'd you make that one dark? I don't know. Because <laughs> B. Arthur's in the process of emotionally preparing herself to leave the show, and I guess now so am I. <laughs> Um, my favorite was the one that Rose pitched. It was like, she's dying to know who's in charge of cheese. I think that's a really great question. I actually think it is too. Yeah. Like, cause I don't, I honestly don't know how cheese gets to, gets to the market. Well, and also <laughs> who's just, is, is there one person? Okay. So you have like all different types of making cheeses. You have animals, you get different milks, you get different cheeses. Yeah. Who's to say, maybe it's like the FDA. I don't know, but who's to say like, this is how you're supposed to make cheese. Yeah. That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I love cheese. Who's I, in charge of making sure that we don't have too much cheese? Is there such or a thing? Or not enough cheese. I don't think there is such a thing as, I don't think anyone's regulating how much cheese we deserve. Mm. Other than sort of like health standards, you know, but I do think there's probably someone being like, this milk is good for cheese. Let it begin. (laughs) I like to think that too. Yeah. Um, So while Rose is trying to figure all this out, um, Sophia uh, tells Dorothy. She needs new shoes. She needs new shoes. Yeah. She goes, what's short, wrinkly and sticks out of my shoes. And Dorothy goes, you. <laughs> um, the shoe store that they go to is called Shim Shacks. Which, what? And what is that even supposed to mean? I don't know. Is it like a, is it like a kitschy name for a shoe store? Is there, is there something I'm missing from Let's that? see what a Shim Shack is. Shim Nothing. Shack. Nothing. Nothing. So it's just a stupid name. They just, they, it was like, they were like, ah, I, I bet know. the commercials are all like, look in the shimmer, come down to Shim Shack and get yourself a nice pair of shoes. Well, so the you know what's will- funny? I was just thinking it actually <laughs> sounds more like, or like a seafood restaurant. There's a Shim Shack's restaurant in Sanborn, New York that their Yelp photo is, oh, it's permanently closed, but it mm. looks like lobster. Guess I have health violation. Anyway, Shim Shack's, which Shim I Shack. guess is the but Sophia lady doesn't- Locker Sophia doesn't want the old lady less. shoes that Sophia or that Dorothy makes Sophia get all the time. And and Sophia or Dorothy doesn't want to take her shoe shopping because she's a monster at the shoe store. Yes, because she always complains. She never picks shoes. She's mean to people. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy. What I, I want to know is where was the crossover episode, even though it was different networks? Where is the crossover episode between the Golden Girls and Sophia visiting a shoe store with Mary Married with children? children. Yes. yes. How oh my great gosh. would that have been? Oh my gosh, Sophia. Have Al Bundy and, trying, putting on shoes on Sophia Petrilla. I oh, mean, I would die. That would have been amazing. Oh, I loved Married with Children. That was I one of my too. favorites. My, um, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. 
uh, when I was a kid. And but when I would go over to my cousins, they were allowed to watch, and I'd watch God. over there. And I felt like I was getting away with it. I just wanted to be. I wanted to be the mom. I wanted everything. Like I just. I wanted those outfits. I just. Mm. Oh, so good. Oh, I yeah. wanted the Peggy? boobs. Yeah. Peggy's boobs. Yeah. I mean, if I can just like find some fake boobs just to wear around the house to look like Peggy. That hair, her waist, everything about her was She was amazing. like a mix between, she was like if Elvira found color. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was like if Elvira was mixed with like Jessica Rabbit. Maybe she was Elvira's sister. That yeah. They don't speak anymore because she chose a different life in Chicago. Right. They were a Phoebe yeah. and Ursula kind of situation. Yes. Yes. Um, Dorothy, so Dorothy, she has a great line where um, she's talking about how uh, she basically has to tip the people that work there just so they don't like come after her. That's a big tip. Yeah, that's a big tip for, yeah, for getting shoes. For shoes that probably in that day cost Twenty, thirty dollars, maybe. Yeah, yeah. She's probably tipping, giving them like a fifty yeah. percent tip. She says, uh, "Without a tip, you're just another old lady wearing men's socks and a bad attitude." <laughs> and then Dorothy's like, "Ma, you don't take anything they bring out." And Sophia goes, "I took you." <laughs> there were just so many great jokes there in really this episode. Were. There was just so many great jokes. And then Blanche talks. I mean, every, I mean, obviously everything turned turns Blanche on, and she gets because. Dorothy's like Blanche you take her Blanche's like I don't want to take her whatever but then Blanche starts getting really turned on thinking about going shoe shoe shopping and I only wrote down the end of her speech but she goes he ever so gently slips the supple leather on your quiver and foot and you achieve a perfect fit come on old woman we need shoes now (laughs) it's like what's her name from sex in the city uh where she charlotte when she had the she went to the shoe shop and the guy had like a foot fetish you know and he would like give her massive discounts on shoes just so that he could put shoes on her feet (gasps) and she was like i love that i feel wrong i'm just i'm getting i'm using him for a discount and he's getting a sexual thing and everyone's like what's wrong with you just take the discount let him let him go rub one out in the back yeah i would do it if someone wanted to touch my feet and give me an 80 percent discount on a pair of shoes yeah and the only thing i had to do was let him touch my feet and then think about him rubbing one out i'm about it yeah same yeah same a hundred percent so the women go go shoe shopping and they leave Rose home alone. Angelo stops by. Mm, he needs Dorothy. Uncle Angelo. He needs Dorothy. He tells back. Rose that there's big trouble at the apartment. They Massive have big bugs. bugs. Massive. He's living in a slum. Yeah. And he can't even get a woman over there. And then Rose goes, Angelo, take me to your apartment. And then there's this really great pause. He's While a he's great processing actor. it, he's a great actor. And then he goes, "Bugs are making you hot." <laughs> I got bugs the size of your whatever, like yeah. massive bugs, millions of bugs. Yeah, and she's like, "No, no, Angelo, no." This is the story that Rose is looking for. I do like that Rose, naive, lovable Rose, picked up on that. Yes, which just shows you how sexually mature Rose is. Yes. Yeah, that she's not always a dummy. No. So Rose sees this as her. Great big, opportunity to a do a get. sweep story, yeah. even though, is it? Yeah, it is. It's a great local story. And especially, I mean, it would have been smarter. It's like the dog show where she missed the dog show and reporting. Uh, like, Yeah, like, she's it, trying to make up for that. It would have been smarter if if she figured out the family angle, because that's a really good story. But still, yeah, like old people living in a building, in a slum building with bugs everywhere, like that's a good story. Because people, A feel bad for old people, and B, they hate bugs. But isn't she, now you are a journalist, isn't she as a journalist, technically, right? She's a news reporter, not doing her due diligence by, he's basically just like, I have bugs in my apartment. And she was like, we need to go get a camera crew over there now without really finding out like, well, have you reported it to the landlord? No. Have you? you it's just there are bugs there. All right. Well, guess what? It's a freaking city. There are bugs. No, if you, A, know that it's not going out of your way to get to the heart of the story, well, get to the, get the story first and then figure out everything else later. That's what Rose is doing. She's being smart. But she doesn't really figure everything out later. She kind of does because if she got there and like, let's say Angelo tipped off someone else and it went to a different network, a a, you know, competition and they just showed up by the time she shows up at the camera crew, it's like she doesn't get the story first. So she is at least being in the center of the story, 
getting the story and then before they air figuring out, did you go to the landlord? Did you do this? Because sure, it might be a waste of her time if, if they find out he didn't and then they can't run the story, whatever. Like, but you got the story at least. So like, and you, you run on the off chance that maybe there's a story there. Let me ask you a question. Newsweek, somebody calls you and they're like, hey, I live in this apartment building. Mm-hmm. I have cockroaches. Will you come do a story about it? Well, no, because Newsweek is a national paper. Okay, not- let's let's pretend it's like Newsweek LA Local. What would you say? LA Local? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would probably go if there's a good story there. Mm, okay. Like if there's a bunch of old people living in a building and there's a bunch of bugs. You just that- know there's one man in one apartment. Well, I mean... We don't know who else is there, even on Angelo's side. But if it's an old dude, I'm assuming if it's low rent, there's probably a lot of other old dudes because, you know, yeah, it's a slumlord. I also thought, I mean, later we find out that Stan is man- supposed to be managing the building. I was always under the impression that Angelo was meant to manage the yeah, building. Too, and that's actually. why they let him live there to manage it. Yeah. So wouldn't it be Angelo's responsibility to get rid of the bugs yeah. anyway? Yeah. Sophia Blanche and uh, Dorothy come home from buying shoes and Sophia walks in holding a balloon. Yeah, which is like, it's one of those cheap balloons they put on a plastic rod because they couldn't afford to have a helium machine, you know? Yeah. Every When I was a kid and I used to get balloons like that that were on like the, the right. thick, I was always like, you're too cheap for helium? I like that you understood that there was no helium in that even because, as a child. Well, because I was, I only cared about sucking it in. Have you made my good ideas? Oh my God, that like, was the best. That's all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. And so whenever I saw those balloons at like the theme park and shit, I was always like, cheap, cheap, uh, You should have got a talk boy. You could do that with your voice with a talk boy. What is that? Don't you remember from Home Alone 2? Oh yeah, that where he thing. recorded his voice and then he played a back and would either go like this. You think really my fast. family had the money to buy a talk boy? No, but you could get it at like a yard sale or something. You think my family had yards? So, <laughs> um, so uh, Sophia thinks the trip went great. Mm-hmm. Dorothy says that she had to actually swear in blood that she would never take her and back. She holds and she f- holds up her yeah, finger. Which is a great moment. Can you imagine that exchange where they're like, you said you'd never bring her back here. And she was like, I know, but I really swear this time. And then like the store manager pulls out a pocket knife. There's your sweep story. I have a feeling it's probably like like a like a like a thumbprint of blood on a white wall in the back with Dorothy's name next to it, oh, just so that they so know. So morbid and yeah. weird. <laughs> um, so there's a great exchange between mm. Blanche and Sophia yes. that leads to one of our favorite gifts that we use all the time. It's true. Um, she goes. Sophia, there's something I don't understand. Now, you're always a bit ornery, unpleasant, impolite, even downright mean. That's part of your charm. And then. Sophia says, thank you, you bed-hopping relic. And then Sophia... (laughs) No, Blanche. Oh, then Blanche pops her balloon. Blanche takes the pin or whatever in her hand and pops the balloon, and it's so good. It's so good. It's such a great moment, such a great gift. And then then we get to the root of why Sophia's always cranky when she goes shoe shopping. She says uh, that... You know, now that she's an old lady, she only gets to wear old lady shoes. Mm-hmm. She goes, first old age took, t- t- takes away husbands. Then old age takes away shoes. What's old age going to take away from me next? And then she looks up and she's like, hey, where's my balloon? And it was a really funny delivery. It's a funny bit. The, the whole connection to old age and shoes, though, like I get, you know, you have to wear different clothes when you get older, I guess, or whatever. And shoes, you have to be more practical with shoes, and you can't wear other stilettos and all that shit. But that said, like, like if she got a pair of like sexy shoes, like she'd really wear it once, and then probably never wear it again. Like well, right. Dorothy's just being practical, right? But I, I get where she's coming from, though. Like, yeah, as she you wants get to feel older, herself. She wants to feel herself. She wants to, yeah. She's just, yeah. Old age, it's it's starting to restrict her in certain ways, and she's. It's really She's affecting worried about her. the shoes. She should be worrying about the outfits she wears. I just, yeah, I just enjoy that they tied something emotional and relatable mm. to the fact that Sophie. It's not just a story about like, oh, Sophia's bratty yeah. when she goes to the shoe store. Um, so then Rose comes in and she's mm-hmm. like, "Everybody, turn on the news!" And she, I like how she got home just in time for the news. Just in time for the news, and. 
She tells them exactly what happened. Angelo came over, this and that. And, you know, I went there. There were bugs. And, and you can feel Dorothy's, like, just tensing up, mm-hmm. just about to panic because Rose is an idiot. Yep. And uh, Rose is like, I'm going to, I'm not going to sleep until I track that scum down. And I Dorothy actually thought goes, when she said that, she was like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to eat. And I literally, in my head, right when she said, I'm not going to eat, thought, that's extreme. Yeah. I yeah, she's that. she's really invested. Like I don't think I'm I care about a lot of things, but I don't know what I would do to stop eating. Yeah. Like I love you. Mm. But I would never not eat because of you. Like if I were if I needed to be bailed out of jail or something and you needed to eat first, like you'd probably hit like a like a fat burger on the way or something. Yeah. Cuz like you're already in jail. Right. Like what's Five minutes. You know what? I actually agree with you because I need you to have energy. My mind. Yeah, I need you to have brain power and body exactly. power to help me. Exactly. So I'd be okay with that. Five minutes. And I wouldn't tell you. And then you'd get in the car and you'd be like, why does this smell like fat burger? And I was like, oh, it's my new cologne. Fat burger. Fat burger. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, so she's like, I'm not going to sleep till I track that scum down. And she goes, Rose, I'm the scum. Um, <laughs> Rose, and, I'm the scum. And then this is where, um, Rose is like, oh man, how could I be so stupid? And Dorothy's like, it's okay. And Rose is like, I missed the family angle. I did notice <laughs> Which is that so much a better angle. It really is a great angle. Um, and one thing I noticed is that Dorothy never really gets mad at anybody for this situation. Yeah. She's very forgiving of it. She's like, it's okay, Rose. Like, it's okay, Uncle Angelo. It's okay, Stan. Because it really She's just isn't very it. tired. Well, yeah, she is. Like, I wonder Chronic if that was B. Syndrome. Arthur. I wonder if that was them being like, and then she's just like, no, it's okay. Um, I, I, how about I just be fine with it? It's well, okay. But also, too, I mean, Dorothy's a rational person. She knows that, like... Yeah, okay, Rose probably should have put together that Dor- that Dorothy was the landlord. But in in Rose's defense, Dorothy literally is like, I don't I don't want to have anything to do with this building. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a part of it. I don't want to work towards it. I don't want I don't even want it. And she's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And so for months now, probably, maybe even longer than months, we don't know how much time has passed. She has literally probably not uttered one word about this building. So I think you can kind of maybe allow Rose some leeway here to not believe that Dorothy was connected with this building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I would just be curious if we went back and watched the episode where they acquire the building is Rose around at all. Cause that's kind of a big thing. Like if Angelo's over and they're like, Angelo, you can live in our building. You'd think that's something she'd remember, but I don't remember I don't if she's know. in those scenes. I also love how when Angelo's on the news, um, they refer to Stan as a, the baked potato opener king, Stanley Spornak. <laughs> I love that. It was like kind of a thing. You, if you, you might miss it, but... Um, Do you ever think like how you would be... Like if I, I think about this often, like if I died, what would they describe me as? Oh. Like in the news, like in the news report being like... Yeah. Would they say writer, comedian, H. Allen Scott? Oh, yeah. Or would they say, like, local resident Scott? Or would they, or yeah, would they get your name wrong? They'd or would they get say, my name like, wrong. would they say, like, um, like, uh, Frequent House of Pies yeah. customer. You know what I'm probably gonna Herman do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna laminate a little card. I'm gonna say, in the event of my death, Please describe me as this, and here are my credits. Great. I think that's a good idea. Put your blood type on there, too, just in case it's just more of an accident thing and you need blood or something. Mm. Okay. Well, but I'm, I'm more, I more want, like, you know, appeared on Ellen. Yeah. You don't yeah. want somebody to accidentally, <laughs> you don't want somebody to accidentally be like, appeared on O negative. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they're like, no. oh, maybe it's an AMC drama. Yeah, no. Um, so, so Rose's uh, news thingy airs. Um, and it causes a media firestorm bigger than the OJ trial, bigger than the staircase, bigger than Trump versus Russia. 
bigger than bigger than Tanya Harding. That one's and minor Nancy in comparison Car- yeah. to all so those. So <laughs> the, the news report literally ends and the doorbell rings and a cop already has a warrant for Dorothy's arrest for the violation of the city's well, housing code. you know why that is? No, I don't. I'll tell you why that is. Because the moment before it broadcast, a smart producer at that, that network probably did the due diligence that they're legally should be doing and reported it so that then it can be the report of the actual broadcast can be say it followed a police report that way there's no like weird legal grounds that's why well okay i guess but (sighs) it's also really exciting because then if you report like if the producer says this is happening Mm -hmm. and the police then go out then the news channel knows to be at the location when the person's being arrested Mm, well, Rose didn't think that far ahead. But would Dorothy be arrested straight up like that? Like, they're just like, I'm complaining about bugs. And then you have this journalist going like, yeah, I was there. There are bugs. And then they're just like, you're arrested. That just seems well, it's probably not just fast. bugs. It's probably a lot of other things. But that's all they were reporting on were that the bugs. That we know of. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so here I was going like, okay, Dorothy was arrested. That'll happen very quickly. When we come back from the act break, we're on trial. Well, of course, because it's a television show. I know. I know. I know. There are reporters outside. It's a big story. This is a huge thing. It's the biggest thing to happen to Miami since the sun. when Stan shows up, he mentions that they were bailed out last night. So Dorothy and Stan, I mean, do you know how long it takes to go on trial between the time when you get arrested and the time you actually go on trial? It can take months. It can take years. Is it an actual trial or is it like a... Yeah, there are attorneys. There are witnesses on the stand. Like there's a difference between a a sentencing thing, you know, like when you get arrested for something, then you have to appear before a judge. But this wasn't. There were lawyers. There were witnesses on the stand. Lawyers are there if you have to appear before a judge. You have the right to a lawyer if you're arrested. But that's not a sentencing hearing because they weren't sentenced until after all of the evidence was presented and both sides got to speak. Mm, I guess. Uh, Anyway. So um, there were some funny jokes where um, Rose comes in and she's like, Dorothy, you've become what we call in the news business a hot story. And Dorothy's like, you're what we call in the revenge business next. <laughs> this, is, this is at the... At the, at the courthouse. Yes. This is when she's on trial. Yeah. So when Stan shows up, he's like, look, I didn't bring my super fancy rich lawyer because I didn't want us to appear rich. So he's like, I hired someone basically who doesn't have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Enter Tracy. Played by the actress from Lethal Weapon. Her name is Jackie Swanson. She's the woman, I believe she's the one who fell in the first lethal weapon, who fell from the apartment or from the hotel. Oh, maybe. Her name was Amanda Hunsaker. Yeah, I think she fell. In lethal weapon. Um, Still, well, she's done some stuff. Her last credit's from 2011. I was, I understand it's 1992. I was so disappointed by this character. Why? I feel like... Was it sexist? Yeah, it was very sexist. She's a pretty girl, a a beautiful woman in a very tight dress, and she's an idiot. Like, the the joke is, he's like, I hired someone with a little less experience. And it's like, oh, you hired a hot dummy. And I know the the fact, I know that it's supposed to be, the joke is supposed to be that Stan hired her because she's just gorgeous and he wanted to try to sleep with her or whatever. Yeah. But it was just kind of a bummer that she was like, Heidi Ho and popping gum. And I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I get that, that the actual portrayal is sexist, but I also am like, it is in line with the type of woman Stan would go for, for representation. Like it's in line with the character at least. Right. It, it she be, was like a Chrissy 2.0. If like, a woman, a very professional looking sort of like non, 
you know, just like lawyer, like get the job done mm. dude showed up because Stan doesn't think like that. Yeah. You know, Stan yeah. thinks in terms of boobies. Yeah, no, I know. Um, boobies, show me the boobies. And then, um, so then the other, like the prosecuting attorney is this guy named Peterson, who Ooh, I feel like probably. He's done everything. He's done Seinfeld. He's done like Empty Nest. He's done literally like every sitcom imaginable. He strikes me as someone who did so much theater and was very good at it. Yeah. That is perhaps the best tie I've ever seen. Yeah, he was great. Um, but there was a moment where... Um, well, it, and his thing is that he compliments. He throws witnesses off by complimenting them. Yeah, which... Didn't work for Marsha Clark, and it's not going to work for them. Yeah. It's, well, it is actually going to work for them. Yeah. So uh, there's a moment. So now you have these different pops of pe- different people on the witness stand, and Angelo first is on the witness stand, and he's getting questioned by both lawyers. And I'm watching it, and I'm going like, I miss the girls. Like, get away from these characters. Give me the girls. Yeah. Because we had Angelo and the two lawyers on screen for a couple minutes, and I was like, no, 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 that's not what this show is. You must have at least one of the women on screen. At Almost. All all times. times. So then I love Blanche on the witness stand. Oh, the best. And the guys, Peterson's complimenting her and their faces are getting closer and he's in and da, da, da. And finally he goes, what did Dorothy's Bornack really say? And she goes, she said she didn't care about it, that she never cared about it. And it's... <laughs> she basically just like 100% cracks. Like, yeah. She, it's like, it's almost like she tells Dorothy, don't worry, Dorothy, I got this. I'll, mm-hmm. get, I'll get you out. And then she gets up there and she's like... Dorothy did it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll can't. say whatever you want. Just yeah. put me in a pair of shoes. Um, <laughs> I would have, I know this wouldn't have made any sense, but it, I just would have loved it if somebody from Shimshack shoe store just like appeared on the stand for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, so then Sophie is on the witness stand and, uh, Oh my God. It's so he, basically the lawyer like sets up the joke by saying like, you know, your daughter's done this, your daughter's done this. Like, what do you think? What do you think about whatever? And he then, goes, what kind of person is your daughter? And then there's a long beat and Sophia, I mean, the, the beat is really what makes the joke because she waits for a second and then she goes, she put me in a home. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so great. Yeah. So then. I also like how when she got off the stand, she, the, the camera was really close to Sophia, which you don't often see. Like it was like, like her and the camera were like three feet apart and she sort of scuttles by in front of the camera <laughs> and it's a really cute moment. That's funny. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, so then Dorothy just stands up and says, can I speak? Which again, at, if you're on trial, which I assume that's what this is, I don't think the, the defendant can just get up and go, I'd like to talk. No, no, no. In the U.S. Penal Code, there's a clause that says, if you're B. Arthur, <laughs> you can speak. Also, is she on trial? Is it her and Stan? They're together, yeah. But they're only asking questions about Dorothy, right? Because it's a sexist world we live in. Oh, everything's so sexist. Patriarchy. So Dorothy stands up and she's like, look, we're ready to get an exterminator to take care of the bugs. I don't know how this whole situation got this far, which is exactly what I was thinking, as I'm sure was the audience. I feel like B. Arthur was the audience in this episode. (laughs) So then the judge is like, okay, great. But in the meantime, I'm going to sentence you and Stan to live in the apartment until it's brought up to code. I don't know if he can do that. I don't think he, I don't know. I don't think he can. Because like you can, you can say someone's under house arrest or whatever, but like, can you choose? I'm not a lawyer. Ooh, I know a lawyer though. Maybe I'll ask him. Great. I'll I'll text him. Okay, great. That's going to be a very long text. No, it won't. I don't, okay. I got it. Maybe see if you can call him and put him on speakerphone. We have questions. So Dorothy has a great line where she's like, where he's like, I'm sentencing you to live in the apartment until it's brought up to code. And Dorothy goes, but there are bugs there. (laughs) And they'll think Stan as their leader. It was like two jokes in one. It was amazing. So then we get to, we have so many exterior locations. It's like strange how many sets they had. So then we get to the, um, the slummy apartment that Angelo was living in. You know it's slummy and dirty because there are newspapers on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like they're like, how can we, all right, let's just scatter a bunch of newspapers. Maybe people will think that that's where the occupants pee. I don't know. It just, anyway. It's gross. I mean, but also, like, newspapers don't indicate trash. Like, it's just, it's actually just paper. And they make a great window washing device. Yeah. You you put them, you line bird cages with them. Yeah, they're better than paper towels for window washing. 
anyway, they're helpful for starting charcoal grill fires. Mm-hmm. So many things. Mm-hmm. You can read them also because they provide you with the news of the day in international affairs. Um, what was the Mary and Barry joke? I didn't get it. Okay. And then I said, do you get that joke? And you said yes. So Marion Barry was the mayor of D.C. from like 70-something to 80-something. And then he was caught on video smoking crack with a prostitute, I believe. And then the, it was a it was an FBI raid or whatever. And the FBI like caught him. And then he went to prison. And then he got released. And then surprisingly, I believe he got reelected mayor. Mm. So like he's the origin, he's the first like you know bad politician. Got it. Well, no, he's not. I'm sure there are millions, but um, yeah. But that was the story behind him. Got it. Um. So uh. So Dorothy and Stan have to stay here. All the women kind of drop them off. Dorothy tells Rose that once she gets out, she's going to come looking for her. Um. How is this enforced? You mean, they don't have ankle monitors. Is Do- there? Is I mean, and and we know because well, well before we get to that, okay. So Sophia, <laughs> first off, Blanche is gonna. I didn't get the laundry truck thing. Blanche is gonna. Oh, wait it outside sounds like she was the, gonna break her out. Like she's like. But no, but she she was just gonna. It sounded like she was just gonna have sex in it. She was. So the setup was she was like. Dorothy, I'll be outside in the laundry truck, and it's like, oh, okay, for when Dorothy breaks out, and she's yeah. like. If you hear screaming, don't call the cops. So, yeah, meaning that she was going to be outside in a laundry truck having sex. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sophia steals Dorothy's credit card, um, which I find. I love when Sophia steals things. Yeah. That makes me really happy. Yes. But how it's enforced, I think, like, we know that there's no police officer on guard because in the middle, I mean, one of the best gags in this whole scene mm-hmm. is Dorothy and Stan are talking about a romantic, their romantic first night in their apartment and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy's acting like she's like feeling it, like hot and heavy. Yeah, like, yes. she's like, yes, I'm going to do it. Why and don't then, you get some wine exactly. and flowers? And then he leaves. So clearly no one's guarding yeah. the apartment. Because I was like, he's, oh, a cop walked them in. Maybe there's a cop outside the door. Yeah, and then she locks the door behind him so he can't get in, Yeah, which I think is great. Sure, but then he can just go home. Yeah. And she could just open the door and also go home. Yeah. She's not punishing him. Yeah, no one's watching these Nobody's two. Nobody's watching they them. They can easily just go home. Yeah. However, I will say she's completely me in that scene in the whole, like, just sitting there reading while someone else is just sort of casually in the room. Like, I do that... All the time. Like he's in the bunk bed playing the harmonica while she's yeah, reading. And I'm just there. Not, I don't care. I can mm-hmm. zone everyone out. Um, yeah. Wh- what I would have liked to have seen is when Dorothy shuts him out and locks the door, you hear the cop go like, hey, and you hear like a scuffle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she like kind of smirks like, oh, like, hey, he's trying to escape. Get him. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have like, been better. Sirens or a cop yelling or that would have been a funny gag. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you hear like, he's like, he's making a run for the laundry truck. And you just hear Blanche go, oh my God. So many good things could have done. Cause it so wasn't many. that, it wasn't that much time. Like it's not like a lot of time where the audience forgot what they said in that last scene. Like no. it would have been a good, yeah, I don't get it. There was also a really fucked up suicide side joke in the scene do you remember where he goes stan's like ah looking around he's like there's no way out and dorothy goes they let you keep your belt and shoelaces think about that and i was like (laughs) oh my dear lord yeah it's bad anyway the whole ending of this episode was a little bad it was a little weird but so then in the next scene dorothy comes home and she's (laughs) like well the exterminator came and the building inspector said we could leave the building inspector so now the cops are definitely not involved in this in any way it's the building inspector who has the power to tell these people who've been ordered on house arrest question mark at this slummy apartment yeah oh god the whole like Legality of all of this is questionable. My friend, I can, I, he's, te- I have the three dots, so he's texting back. Okay, great. He's a huge Golden Girls fan. Great. Uh, so yeah. while he's texting you back, I will say, uh, in this scene between Dorothy and Sophia, there were two <sighs> things I really liked about it. Wait, before we get into that, can okay. I read his entire? So this, my friend is a lawyer. He he runs this amazing Instagram account called The Problem Gaze. It's a really good account. He was a, he's, he is an upcoming guest on the other podcast I do, yes. making it worse. And he's a huge Golden Girls fan. And he sent me a lengthy response explaining this. Great. Um, 
he says, LOL, instant, interesting question. My question to him was, you know the episode where Dorothy and Stan are forced to stay in their slum building they own until an exterminator comes? Can a judge do that? Uh, he says, one part of me considers it false imprisonment. imprisonment. But since te- it technically was their house and they were being charged criminally, it may creatively qualify as house arrest. But a judge would never connect the two ideas. If you do something wrong, he could have you put them, he could have put them on house arrest for the crime uh, for however many days, but he would never say, you're staying there until you fix it. He could also have, he could also order them to some sort of community service, but that way he he couldn't have trapped them that way. Um, Kind of makes me think of like when someone gets a DUI ordered to go speak to high school students about drinking and driving, but completely stretched beyond the bounds of law. He should have just put them in jail. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Anyway, All right. Great. Yes. So now we know. Um, so my favorite thing about this scene, my the two things I really enjoy is, uh, so first when, uh, so Dorothy's telling Sophia that like for a few minutes she actually thought about sleeping with Stan. Yeah. And um and I love it. Sophia goes, you know who I think about going to bed with? And she's like, no. <laughs> um but Sophia's like, look, you know, she Sophia shows Dorothy that she has her regular old shoes on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because these these old lady shoes are me. She goes, they're just a part of my life. Just like with you and Stan. And it's like ni- this nice dovetailing of the stories thematically where it's like some things in your life are just always going to be a part of your life yeah. and they may not be the most comfortable thing, but they're going to be there. There's so a like, lot of them this season between Dorothy and Stan. Well, I mean, this is an ongoing theme this yes, season. And, and that's the second thing I like about this scene is that it's like kind of a fun tee up to the finale yeah, exactly. where Stan tries to get her back when she's limo. marrying Leslie Nielsen. Well, he doesn't try to get her back. He, he wants to be the last one she sees before he marries her. Oh, uh, Mar- right, right. Remember, like, he's, he, he gives her up, essentially. And, but, and it's so sweet. I find Stan and Dorothy to be adorable together mm-hmm. and sweet. And I Dan would Dan and Morothy. I would have actually, I mean, I get the whole last episode. I liked Leslie Nielsen, but I, I would have actually really loved if Stan and Dorothy got back together. Yeah, but, I mean, we all know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really like that they're, um, you know, sort of leaving these little kind of breadcrumbs throughout this season with, with, uh, Stan and Dorothy. Which is something they don't you know. often do. No. Like ongoing. I mean, Stan's probably the biggest ongoing story on the, on right. the, on the, on the series, but right. they're doing it in like episodes are connecting and not in a direct order. Mm-hmm. It's not like a two parter. I mean, right. they're connecting back to an yeah. older episode. Yeah. Them, when we learned that they get the apartment, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, yeah, there's just something about those two actors in the same room together that it's just it's really enjoyable. And then you made a joke when the episode ended. You were like, "Oh, it feel it felt like they just they were like, I don't know what to write." Like yeah. because they they get through this they they get through this really lovely moment where she's like, "You know, my shoes are like you and Stan whatever." And Dorothy's like, "You know, you're not just my mother, you're my best friend." And she's like, "Good night, ma. Good night, pussycat." And that's the thing. And I was like, "No, no. you can't just you're my best friend. Good night, ma. Good night, pussycat." You have like something. Come like, on. A call back to to the, the 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 blood moment or call back to something yeah like I give mean, sophia another balloon and then pop it something yeah, yeah. like come on guys was it one in the morning were you tired well guess what this show's going to be decades later people are still going to love this show so that's what you got to think about when it's 1 a.m. and you want to go home and see your kids <laughs> think about the children yeah yeah. But just not yours. No, not mine. No. <laughs> um, that was the episode. Yeah, it was. I mean, I liked I liked this episode. I remember this episode. Like, it's one of those. It's not one of those that I, I see it come on and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this episode. It's literally one that I is memorable to mm-hmm. me. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, if we're doing like a, a list of all the episodes and we're ranking them, this one's not at the top. No, but it had a lot of great jokes in it. Really good jokes. The balloon popping makes it. Yeah, that's a great gift. I mean, Blanche, again, Blanche as a supporting sort of line in this episode, sort of supporting the main story Mm -hmm. and her absurdity is probably the best. Like Rose being naive. There wasn't a lot of that in this episode, really. Rose being sort of a dummy is funny. I do like that. I've always enjoyed that. But Blanche being sort of the comic 
foul is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Yeah. What's your golden takeaway for this episode? My golden takeaway from this episode is um, homeownership. Isn't that lovely? It's 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 such a foreign idea that that I don't um, I don't think it's something that I will ever do and mm. or have the ability to do. Uh, and I find it to be I just you know avoid it or or just get on Zillow and pretend. Um, but my other <laughs> golden takeaway from this episode is to go follow my lawyer friend who gave us that amazing response at the problem gaze on Instagram. It's a really good Instagram where it's kind of in line with the other podcasts that I do where we are kind of question like, why are things this way? Like, why is the gay community always going in this direction or being this basic? So yeah. My golden takeaway is, um, if I ever live, you know, if I live in a building and I have a landlord or building manager, someone, I'm going to go to them with a problem about, the apartment mm. and give them the chance to rectify it before I drag them through the mud by putting them on blast on the news and getting them arrested. I will say this loud and proud. I hate my landlord and, um, and I, oh, would, unless they're a crappy landlord, then I would do it. Probably do what, what, what Angelo did. Yeah. I would probably do that because I, I go to that great, I will put up with things falling apart in my apartment just to avoid my landlord. Dorothy should have had him killed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. What a fun episode. If you're following along with the podcast and you want to watch the episodes that we will be watching, uh, the next episode that we will be covering is Journey to the Center of Attention, which is, I mean, Blanche v. Dorothy, 1992. Mm -hmm. We're going to get some hard-hearted Hannah, the tramp from Savannah, GA. So good. We're going to get Blanche in that red dress, swinging that microphone around, getting caught in it, and it is going to be epic. Epic. Cannot wait. All right. I love it. Uh, So, yeah, you can follow me, H. Allen Scott, on everything. And if you guys know or if you know anyone in South Africa, you can tell them to come see me at a number of the things I'm doing and shows I'm doing down there. Which um, they can find on your website? Yeah, I'll be posting it on Instagram and Great. stuff. Um, but also, like, I'm sure it'll be pretty known in gay, gay, gay Jew worlds down there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, check me out on all that. And You're Making It Worse, the other podcast. Yes, I have listened to some episodes. It's a really yeah. good podcast. We just had Lena Dunham on. She was adorable. That's and amazing. her dog, um, Joey, kept farting during the recording, which was amazing. Our dog, who's sitting here with his tongue out uh, right now, our dog... Uh, when we get, we call, he toots a lot. Mm-hmm. We call him apple toots. Cause if we give him pieces of apple, he toots uh-huh. and he, um, you can hear it. It's crazy. We'll be in bed and we'll just hear like a, or like a, <laughs> like one of those. And then it's just the worst smell. And we call him his apple tooth. It's so funny. Um, uh, guys, I am at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. I'm Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. On Twitter, we're at Golden Girls Pod. We're facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. And until next time, remember, stay golden. golden.